listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studio. Day Radio Network coming to you live from Colorado Springs, Colorado, covering Rise National 2023. I have uh, Chris uh, Trikstad did an interview with us in Los Angeles, which is kind of our coming out party for for Lance Day Radio Network Healthcast, and I wanted to have him back. Chris is from Biomedics. And, and Biomedics is one of the, the many vendor organizations that's represented here. Um, first and foremost, Chris, this is, I really feel like we're back at, at Rise. I mean, Rise dwindled down during, during COVID. Um, the, the one in LA was much bigger than, than some of the previous ones, but this, is, this feels pretty big. There are, there are quite a few people here. Gotta be close to 2,000 people here. We had OIG here this morning. Yeah, I think I um, heard 1,850 right. attendees, um, um, and that was uh, at the last minute. I'm sure there's some people that came. Yeah, in. people that came at the last minute. Yeah, so sure. this has been a really good conference. Um, we've had some good breakout sessions. I've been interviewing people back to back to back, so I haven't had a chance to go to as many of the, the breakout sessions as I would like. But but we've had a, a good event. We're, we're kind of on, on day two, so we have stuff going on this evening and, and going on in, in the morning. I wanted to bring Chris back in. Uh, very nice to, to see you. How have you, how have you been personally? How, how's, how's family? How's business? All, all of that stuff. Oh, I've been good. Things are really good at Biomedics. We continue to grow uh, personally. Uh, last couple of months have been uh, consumed by uh, head coaching my kids' uh, basketball team. All right. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about that because, you know, my, my background is in sports. So how old are your kids? Okay. Yeah, my, my uh, kids are 12 and 10. They're both okay, boys. Okay, so they're, they're at the age where... Where you can start getting, it's not just about uh, getting the orange slices and, and the trophies for participation. It gets a little bit competitive. My wife is is a uh, vice principal at a, at a middle school. Oh, okay. So I do a lot of volunteer work with their basketball team. And um, I can never coach. I coached high school basketball for many years. I can't coach middle schoolers because I'll make them run until they vomit. Like, I, <laughs> I, really, I really am hard on, on kids. You can't do that to 12-year-olds. But um, tell us about, about, about your coaching, how, how, your, how your kids responded to that. I hate it when my dad coached me. When I was oh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think my son liked it. You know, it's very time-consuming but, uh, but rewarding. I, I saw I, w- I was coaching kind of a C-level squad. So all right. Is this school? Is this AAU? or, or? Uh, Not AAU. It's right. uh, city-organized. So it's oh, okay. across a couple schools in uh, Minneapolis suburb. All right. So you got to yeah. play a little one three one trap or, or what, are, what are they doing at that age? Uh, are all really, the kids these days shooting three-pointers? Right? Yeah, everyone That's wants to do yeah, it's pace. To, space Curry, right? and uh, yeah, we were running some zone defense. We couldn't do that last year, and we did that this year. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. That's, but that's my nice. uh, yeah, my twelve-year-old's a total sports nut. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, and very competitive too. <laughs> so tell us if if for people that didn't hear um, the the show the last time, that didn't hear when you came on. Tell us about biomedics and, and some of the things that you specialize in. Yeah, no, it's a good question. So biomedics, um, we really kind of specialize in um, offering up uh, point of care diagnostic solutions. Uh, to help people uncover uh, chronic conditions, including COPD, right. peripheral vascular disease, right. as well as behavioral health issues. And I mean, you told me you were going into behavioral health. Yep, and uh, SDOH as well. So right. we just took a trip down to the Mississippi Delta. Oh, well, there's Very, a lot of SDOH stuff going, going on down here. Oh, yeah, we were 
with a, a cardiologist down right. there um, doing a lot of procedures in the legs. These are people that had diabetes for right. a number of years, uh, using tobacco, and yeah, yeah they eventually uh, to keep atherosclerosis, atherosclerosis right, to, to exactly. save limbs and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, I think where where do you think? Because behavioral health is so important. Um, you see areas that are downtrodden. You see zip codes, um, places where there's poverty, places where there's lack of education, lack of literacy. Uh, people's rates of, of complications with diabetes or COPD or, or hypertension are so much higher depending on the zip code you're in. Where, where does social determinants of health fit into this panorama? So when I was uh, down in the Mississippi Delta, the biggest problem that they had was getting to their doctor's appointments. So Is that because of transportation? Transportation. Or? So right. it's, a, it's a rural area. Uh, people are coming from 30 to 45 minutes away and they did not have access to transportation. So getting to those doctor's appointments to take care of their health is... it's it's not as easy as uh, it is for, for you and me. They don't have access to a car, they gotta get, get a family or friend to give them a ride. Now, how do you think that health plans can solve this? Because I, when, when I was on the payer side, CMS has minimum requirements for, so you gotta be, I don't know, 20 miles from the nearest specialty provider or something like that. Uh, I don't know, the change of bid has been three years since I was actually doing bids. Yeah. But yeah. do you feel like the, that CMS has to crack down on that? Do the plans have to crack down? Because that is a major issue, especially in rural areas, um, especially in the South. In, oh, uh, yeah. But, but particularly in rural areas where you can't get to a provider because, you know, if you don't have a car, if you're not in a, in a big city where, where you can get on a bus or people that are in poverty, they can't afford to take an Uber 30 miles. I mean, I can't afford to take an Uber 30 miles by myself. I oh, mean, yeah. it's just, um, and then if you don't feel immediately like you're in a life-threatening situation, you, you defer care and then you find out that you're really, you know, having some, some terrible uh, complications. How, do, how is that fixed? You know, uh, I think the payers do, there is an opportunity with the payers now that they can offer supplemental benefits as part of their plans. All right. Um, I think uh, offering reliable transportation to doctor's appointments and things like that um, would overall be a cost savings if you looked uh, beyond just a fiscal year or a quarter. Because you think about these chronic conditions, when you look at uh, them in the, in the, you know, the context of just a one year, uh, that transportation may be really expensive, but chronic conditions like vascular disease, right. like COPD, uh, even behavioral health issues, uh, they don't progress over one year. It's right. three years. It's five it years. Takes time, so, right? Yeah, yeah. And these, a lot of these pairs, um, these uh, members are staying with these plants for a longer period of time. So the incentive goes beyond that one quarter. If you are taking care of that member over a period of time, uh, I think there's an opportunity to save costs over that longer period of time as well. Interesting. How do you how do you fix the transportation problem though in rural areas? So back to the Mississippi Delta. I'm very familiar with that region. I, I work with a plan that, that was in the state of Mississippi. I've done a lot of regression analysis early in my career in, in analytics on the state of Mississippi. So um, I would look at the CAPS. Um, back then, CAPS wasn't four-weighted like it is now, and I, I would look at CAPS. There was more details coming out of CAPS before the CMS blackout. They've kind of blacked out some of that stuff, but this is in the old days. Yeah. And I would take a look and say that, well, a lot of people in that part of the country that, you know, are running on literacy 7th, 8th grade because standards were different, especially African-Americans, because of Jim Crow and um, segregation, you could not go to high school or college. You just didn't, you didn't have the opportunity. So if you're African-American 
and you're in your 80s or 90s, you probably grew up in Jim Crow. You may have had limitations on, on what you could do as far as from an educational standpoint. So you're reading at a 7th, 8th grade, maybe if you're lucky, a ninth grade level. But explaining what diabetes does to your feet and your legs and explaining what um, smoking does to your lungs and all that stuff, that's very difficult to explain that to someone that has limited education. But how do you fix the transportation barrier in some of those places? Because Mississippi, I mean, you're not... Are you getting a bus or are you, are you doing mobile units? I mean, how, how can you fix that? Yeah, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know what the, the answer is. We were just there a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've been talking to our, my boss uh, right. about what we can help that out. Um, so they, they have uh, county-provided transportation. All right. um, it's not very reliable. Um, when you think about when you went to the airport uh, on the way here, you're able to call an Uber or a Lyft. Right. The county had, uh, I think, two Lyft drivers oh, wow. before COVID, and then they decided... They don't want to drive Lyft anymore. Yeah, I don't blame them. There's a taxi service, and I think there's two taxi cabs. So, you know, when you think about, okay, I need to go to a doctor's appointment, and maybe I didn't need to go to multiple doctor's appointments, getting from reliably from doctor's appointment number one to doctor's appointment number right. two is really important. If you're on an organ transplant list and you miss that second appointment, right. you get marked as non-compliant, and wow. you might fall off that organ transplant wow. list. So it just it's a cascading you know, number of consequences from just not having reliable transportation. I think it's definitely important. I don't know what the answer is today, but I think uh, no, that's a very good point. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people, but I've never really thought about that. Um, Never really thought about, I mean, transportation is an issue, but if you're in certain areas, you just don't have the access to Uber. You don't have the access to to taxi cabs and it's something that health plans really, really have to look into. What are some of the other things that biomedics is is working on in, in 2023? You know, um, we are taking a look at, um, you know, ways to use our existing products and technologies to uncover other chronic conditions, uh, monitor vitals, um, other uses. So, for example, we got FDA cleared for in-home use. So right now we're the only uh, device that can identify vascular disease in the home. So it's it's really, um, you know, expanding on our portfolio. Everyone really likes our web services platform that we have. And we're looking at adding on um, other diagnostic studies, other devices, and things like that to really get that 360-degree view of the patient when you're in the home. Because, you know, we're talking about transportation here. Um, There may be a situation where maybe a payer gets an NP to go to the home and figure out what's going on with this patient, why aren't they going to their appointments, um, and deliver care in that Really getting into more of the the social element of of healthcare programs. Now, tell us about your role, Chris, uh, specifically. What do you do for for, for Biobetics? What is your role? Yeah, so I just got promoted to uh, Vice President of Product. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So it's really uh, managing and maintaining, uh, you know, we have a medical device that we make in market. Getting a promotion (laughs) in in this day and age with with the economy, everyone I talk to, People are, are, are getting downsized out of jobs, and, and I'm kind of glad I'm in the space that I'm in uh, because there are a lot of companies that they're laying people off and downsizing. Even Google and, oh, yeah. and the people yeah. that, that have the, the huge market cap are, are laying Facebook, Meta. I mean, there are a lot of people, so that's that's great for, for you. So well, it's, a, it's a nice thing. We're in an exciting industry where um, we can do good and be good, too. So. Uh, you know, partnering with providers and payers to improve patient outcomes. So we're not just trying to make a quick buck. So That's good stuff. yeah, my role it's it's really kind of managing uh, the products and solutions that we have. All right. Still do a lot of the marketing, right. um, some business development, um, kind of jack of all trades. So. All right, that's good stuff. Man. Yeah. So if yeah. somebody wants to find you, Chris, where where do we find you? How do we how do we catch up with you? You know, our website's probably the best way to find right. uh, find me. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, but uh, biomedics.com is the best way to reach out. You'll see all the different solutions that we currently 
the offer right. and there's ways to reach out to us. And uh, I think we've got a great uh, sales team, good customer support team. We're really different than uh, other diagnostic companies in that we offer a full suite of services to support the use of those devices. So okay. if you think about a provider in a doctor's office and something goes wrong, they call our customer service and they're able to get live tech support. All right. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Uh, Chris Tristad of Biomedics, uh, thank you so much for, for spending some time with me. And I'm always uh, looking forward to see you at the next rise. Sounds good. Thank you. Right. Appreciate the time. Paragon 7 Studios. James Lewis. Oakwood with the inbound pass. No stack from the from the bottom baseline. Passes it out to number 24. And that is your first Alfco wireless three-point basket from Justin Green. Every time there's a three-point basket, my man Carlin Alford will donate an, an undisclosed amount of money <laughs> to the Oakwood Athletic Program. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Matthew, Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. Let's hear it. Pizza, pizza. Again. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No! Pizza, pizza! We're ready! Enjoy game day with a fanceroni pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza. To the poets and the perfectionists, the warriors and the warriors, the timely and the timeless, we're Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield and we're transforming healthcare for the future, for today for the communities we serve. This is our pledge to you. This is Lance J for MedHealth Clinical. When was the last time you had an annual wellness visit? MedHealth is currently accepting new patients and all major insurance carriers, including Medicare. This experienced team focuses on wellness and disease prevention while developing personalized care plans that mitigate chronic conditions and encourage holistic wellness. To learn more, go to medhealthclinic.com. That's medhealthclinic.com for primary care that's always there. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. I think some sometimes people, you know, they get fuzzy when it comes to my crew. But let me tell y'all, there's no I don't, I don't think anybody gets fuzzy. And I'm going to say this crew, loud. I'm going to say this proudly. There's no group like my group. Now, there's been groups not like my group. Right. James Lewis. See, my group, we never tarnished none of our albums. Right, right, right. That's number one. Mm. And everything we put out That's deep. went plat. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.